Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we build products in public. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we share our struggles, our wins, and everything in between. I'm Benedict, and I'm feeling determined. And I stole that from you from a month ago. <laughs> Is that how I felt a month ago? Interesting. Um, or or, and or maybe it was me. I don't know. I'm still like, you know. <laughs> I, I, I'm either feeling determined as well or like still feeling determined, whatever. <laughs> yes. And I'm Benedicta. Today is October 17th. 17th. This is episode number 190 and I'm feeling thankful. Oh, that's a nice feeling. It is. It is a nice feeling. And I've been or I guess grateful is what I've been saying on Twitter, where I've been sharing little moments of getting access to people's boats and mountain cabins to just like chill in nature, I guess, which I've That's needed. nice. Mm-hmm. It's very I'm, nice. I'm a little bit like you posted photos. I'm a little bit envious. So mm-hmm. uh, doing good. <laughs> doing good. Well, I kind of crashed into the fall holiday where I was just like, I'm going to take a fall holiday. Ulan Lillian, my family, they were going to a mountain without me and I was just going to crank out some work. Ended up just being very sad that my mom is ill. And for those who don't know, my mom has Alzheimer and just kind of like crashed, crashed Mm -hmm. into my vacation. And then at the end of that vacation, we went to um, our friend who has a boat and we didn't go out with a boat even. We just like sat on the deck and looked at the sunset and stayed overnight and just like chilled the F out, which <laughs> nice. was what I, what I should have been doing the whole vacation because it was a vacation. But um, yeah, but those things just happen. Uh, so it's like a roller they I've read the grief is like a roller coaster. Like it just like comes out of nowhere and it's just going to yeah. keep on being like that for another five to seven years. So yay me. <laughs> <laughs> yay. <laughs> well, that's the spirit, I guess. <laughs> but that's, that's where you're grateful for people are just like, well, why don't you just come to my cabin this weekend and just like look at trees and, mountain and let's go for a hike and just eat some good food and Mm -hmm. um just very nice so i went to the mountains this yeah this last weekend with two friends from university so that's also Mm, nice to have one flew in from syrish and then the other one it was her cabin and we just hang out and it was very nice so grateful or thankful for for the folks in my life are just yes come and chill we're gonna take care of you it's fine so that's, that's super cool. duper. Yeah. But why are you so determined once again? Once again, I'm just like, I feel like we are in crunch mode these days. Uh, it's just getting stuff done and getting stuff shipped or at least trying to. Um, but uh, before I get into the details, there's one important thing I wanted to mention. And um, if you remember, we've been talking about Section 174 changes in the U.S. tax law earlier this year. And um, unfortunately, there hasn't been much movement. Um, I thought we won that. I was like, sure, that has resolved itself. No. Unfortunately, it has not. Um, Apparently, there's there's big support in getting those changes rolled back. And I mean, quick side note, um, if you're not familiar with this, it's basically US tax law says that 
you have to amortize and capitalize um, expenses for software development um, starting with the tax returns for 2022. Um, there's some, I don't know. This year. This well, last year basically for last year. So oh, last year! Sorry, returns. we're twenty twenty three. Yeah, we're twenty twenty three. So um, if you have a US based business, um, you probably already had to deal with this, um, and it's basically saying when you do software development, you have to like you're probably paying people, and the expenses for that have to be amortized over. For U.S. contractors or employees over five years, and for international over fifteen years. So instead of being able to deduct this entirely in 2022, you're now spreading it over five to fifteen years. But all of it is Which pretty hand wavy and wishy washy. Um, so, so that means it seems like a company has is making more profit than it actually yes. is because it's paying many people's salary, but they're not allowed to deduct that from their profit, making them more profitable, having to pay more tax on profits exactly. they don't have. Exactly. Because they don't um, have that money because they pay their employees that money. Exactly. Yes. Just, you, you, yes, that's a great summary. spell it out. Yeah. And yes. what's happening now? You were... Um, <laughs> like, there's some guidance. Like, I think last month there was some guidance around, like, what counts as... Um, uh, R&D expense and stuff like that and it's still super unclear and some people are arguing this way, some people are arguing this that way long story short, nobody, no one really knows how to deal with this and everyone's taking different approaches but apparently politicians mostly agree that this was a stupid idea and that, sh that it should be rolled back there is some, there's a bill in the process where they're basically rolling it back, but it hasn't been voted on. And the reason for that is complicated US politics I don't fully understand and don't want to get into. Um, thing is, so far, nothing has been rolled back. Um, it's still stuck in the process. Um, and earlier this year, we um, encouraged everyone uh, who's based in the US to sign a letter by Michelle Hansen's SSB Alliance. And there's now a second letter, like similar thing, letter to Congress by a different organization. And the big change or big difference to that is that you can sign this letter even though you're not a U.S. citizen. So, for example, with the previous letter, I wasn't allowed to sign this. Mm -hmm. But with this one, I can sign it because I own a, I own a, new, a, a U.S. business, U.S.-based mm -hmm. business, um, basically asking congress to to roll back the changes and stuff like that get their act together basically get their act together <laughs> um and long story short go to ssballiance.org sign the letter even if you have signed the first one because this is a different one and if you are if you own a us-based business but aren't a u.s citizen and not living in the u.s us um please also sign this letter you need a vpn to do this but Please, please sign it, no matter what. Um, so that's the first thing I wanted to get uh, out there before I get into anything else. So why am I feeling determined? As I said, like we are shipping a lot of stuff. It's been four weeks since we last talked, since the last mm -hmm. episode come, came out. So uh, back then I was working on um, 
migrating our sending infrastructure to a new provider. That project is done. Um, actually, it was done by the end of the week we recorded. Um, and I had initially planned to stretch this out a little longer, but then the renewal date um, with our old provider was coming up and I was like, am I really going yeah. to pay for another month? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not. And if there are problems, <laughs> we will know no matter what. So mm -hmm. uh, the day before, like I decided it, it had been running in testing mode, like for our account, a couple of small accounts for the prior two weeks without big problems or without mm -hmm. any problems, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So that evening I was like, okay, now let's just switch everything over. Um, and it went great. Um, no, no problems. We are sending over new infrastructure. We now have um, dedicated IP addresses for everyone. So now like, <laughs> If there is a spammer, then it's a spammer using our system and that's someone uh, on the uh, email service provider uh, misusing them. So we have more control over that. Overall, I think deliverability should go up as a result of that, uh, as a result mm -hmm. of that. And um, yeah, overall, super happy. I feel like the new setup is way more robust. Uh, just today, we also added um, bounce and spam complaint tracking. So um those show up in uh, in reports now and in the message message uh, feed or the event feed. So overall, better feature in in every in every way possible. Um, Woo -woo! And yeah, it's done. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> for the, for the oh, people yes. only listening, I'm just playing with my Mac native reactions. <laughs> yeah, you get like some nice fireworks for and better fireworks. Some you can check. <laughs> you can check out uh, the actual effects on on YouTube, I guess. <laughs> yes. Um, so that happened. Well, basically three weeks ago, and then the following week, um, I left for Lisbon for MicroConf, uh, MicroConf Europe specifically, and it, so jealous. It yes. was awesome. I mean, it's MicroConf. It's always kind of awesome, but. Um, from all the great microconfs I've been to, this was one of the better ones. La, um, la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> so the venue was nice. It was an, a super posh hotel. Um, it was ridiculously expensive, at least for my mm -hmm. standards. Mm -hmm. um, but at least the, the experience kind of matched the price. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but also, it was right at the seaside in Lisbon. So there was water when you were looking out of the window. There was lots of restaurants and stuff um, around the conference hotel. So like in the evening, going out with other attendees and having a nice evening was not a problem whatsoever. Um, I met a lot of nice old friends, made a lot of new friends. Uh, a couple of listeners approached me and uh, uh, we're talking about the podcast. So apparently people are still listening to this one. <laughs> so I'm, I'm super thankful for that. It was nice to to get some some feedback, uh, basically. Um, and in terms of the conference itself, I feel like I took more notes during this conference and during the, these talks than I did in previous years. But talking to people, I feel like it's it's tough to measure quality of a conference by that because so much depends on the state you're currently at, the problems you're currently yeah. facing. Earlier today, I talked with a friend who was like, 
the talks were kind of boring. I didn't take any anything out of them. And I was like, what? I, I what? took a ton of notes. <laughs> but I think so. that it's really hard when you work with kind of, you know, that type of businesses because what you need at different stages are so different um and sure. things that and before you've experienced a couple of things you're like listening to your talk one talk and you might be thinking like well of course like why wouldn't you do it like that and then like five years later you're like yes that's what i was supposed to remember <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly <'cause> when you... <laughs> so what uh any big takeaways that you want to share that um gonna... well a lot of like small stuff just from conversations as well um I particularly enjoyed Rob Walling's talk about um, applying content marketing to the uh, five stages of awareness and the, the buying process, basically from mm -hmm. totally unaware to problem aware to solution aware to most aware, stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. And specific content marketing tactics you can do for each of those stages. And I took a lot of notes during that talk even though we got a lot of shout outs in this talk as well. I think he mentioned user list four or five or maybe even six times. I don't quite remember hey. as like a good example. And I was always like making notes. Yeah, that's a good idea. We should totally do this. Why didn't we think of that? And then he was like, Hey, user list is doing this. And I was like, we are I didn't <laughs> consider this particularly good, but, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, long story short, I feel like, Yes, we might be doing some of that, but we can like be more like, more thoughtful and more strategic mm -hmm. with some of this stuff. Um, so that was a really good talk. I also enjoyed Aina um, Walset's talk about um, using AI and ChatGPT for like not in your product, but like for back office stuff. And he showed a little bit of stuff. He like well. He basically had a good example of using ChatGPT and specifically its advanced data analysis tools mm -hmm. uh, where you can basically upload an Excel sheet and then not just ask it questions, but have it built like a machine learning model of sorts. Um, Whoa. That you then can you like, that you can like have a conversation with it, it builds the model for you. Um, teaches you about like machine learning stuff in general uh, and then at the end you get a file you can download to run the model locally without having to refer back to chat gpt and that was kind of kind of amazing um and he, he had some nice examples about one like doing um, basically pricing analysis and um uh, stuff like that you usually pay consultants a lot of money for and the other mm -hmm. thing was something with uh, using data from for example built with um, to uh, score a list of leads and figure out like which of these leads are the most valuable to you um, or potentially valuable or potentially valuable and that was also super interesting um, not just like that specific use case but like just seeing what's possible um, and <laughs> I made a note to to look into this more and obviously I haven't looked into this more but like the note is still there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, those were my two highlight talks, and then as usual, the hallway track was pretty great. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, what was also nice this time is my wife joined me for the conference. Nice. Um, which has been a while. Um, so we also tacked on a little bit of a vacation, like two days before and two days after. Did some sightseeing in Lisbon. Um, 
went to the aquarium, uh, which was quite nice and impressive. And um, on the last day, like the morning before we left uh, for the airport, uh, we did a dolphin watching tour, and that was also kind of nice. I, so I hear it's I hear it's very awe inspiring to watch dolphins, or like you you get that like nature is amazing feeling. Yep. Or yeah, I haven't seen too. them. I just I just hear people talking about dolphins. It sounds like they're seeing like outerworldly things when they talk about dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> well, outerworldly, I'm not entirely sure about that. But it was super but, nice. It was basically mm. like a small speedboat type of thing, and we went mm. out into the Atlantic Ocean. And it took us like ninety minutes or so to actually find some dolphins. Mm, but then I think that's part. I think that's part of it. Like the anticipation: it, will yes. we find them? Will we not find them? And then you find them, you get the dopamine hit, and then they're supposed to be exactly. pretty cute and then and playful, and you're like, "Whoa, yeah, yeah!" And then uh, <laughs> we even found another species. So we got a lot of yeah. dolphins that day, and Ooh. it was was pretty nice. Um, so I can totally recommend it. Apparently, they are very common around Lisbon. And I talked to the guy who did the tour, and he said, like, usually they find them within 30 minutes, so it took longer yeah. Yeah. than usually. And I think they only had five tours in the last three years where they didn't find any. At least that's what they are saying. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, anything else? Life is good, it sounds like. At least life is nice and it's moving forward. Um, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. But we're, winter we're making... is coming. Have you gotten your um, right. fake sun lamp set up? Uh, ready not for... yet, but uh, I'm relying on my, like, <laughs> two uh, key lights on the desk <laughs> to do this. Not the same, not the same. It's... It is, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. It, it might be. be. I just um, feel like it's not. I feel like the because we have one of those sun lights to wake you up in the morning. I don't know if that gives you D vitamin, but there, there's some like the true daylight lamps actually make you produce D vitamin. Yeah, like I the think the key lights should do this as well because they are okay. true light. But whatever. We need to um, check I probably this out. I probably set up the other lamp as well sometime soon. Mm -hmm. It's still like mm -hmm. when I get up, it's still sunny, but that's going to change soon. Oh, not here. <laughs> we, it's uh, yeah, nope. We yeah. we are getting up in the dark already. So, or like at, yeah, it's dark. But yeah, it's, anyways, it's getting darker. That's all. It's getting darker, so we got to prepare so we don't. <laughs> suddenly feel depressed because it's dark gotta yeah. be ahead of this <laughs> thanks for the reminder i think we should, <laughs> we should at least set it up we don't necessarily have to turn it on just yet but it should be at yeah. least there to to do it yeah and this is also a reminder to me because i never really bought one of them because i also just have a key light <laughs> but i haven't felt the winter depression as bad um, but with everything going on, like, I don't, I think I should just like double up on anything that can, uh, make me, um, feel as good as I can. So I'm going to go and buy one of those as well. That is not connected to Wi-Fi, by the way. I'm just going to get a, just a straight up one. lamp. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was just pretty um, stupid as well. You just turn it on <laughs> and it sits nicely on the, on the dining table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm a major. Do they call it in Norwegian? It's ludit. 
I don't know what the English word is. It's like when you become anti-technology. It's like a mm. it's luddite or lud. I don't know how you would pronounce it in, in English. Know. Yeah, and I'm feeling like I'm just getting worse and worse. Where I'm like getting a new. I've probably said this before, but now we have to get a a new washing machine because one of them broke. And I was like, I want one without an app, no Wi-Fi. And <laughs> just like, and I was talking to my friends in the mountains. And they're like, you can't get. Uh, washing machines without you know they're all on wi-fi you don't have to use it i'm like there has to be like the cheaper ones probably don't um and i've been starting to use more like va uh, resources these days so i was like mm -hmm. find me find me a washing machine i went to mila washing machine with no wi-fi and she found one um, nice. and i was like to my friends i was like it exists and <laughs> I'm going to die on this hill where I'm not going to have Wi-Fi. Nobody is going to be able to ping. Well, they, they probably put a 3G something in there, like a 4G card in there. Like, I don't <laughs> want the fact, I don't want Mila to be able to shut down my washing machine for some weird, insane reason. Like, I right. want it to work as long as it has power. Yes. <laughs> I just... <laughs> there seems to be a washing machine conspiracy going on because I feel like you are the third or fourth people uh, person um, that uh, bought a new washing machine, myself included, in the last couple mm. of weeks. <laughs> okay. Yes, because I felt like we're doing this major cleanup in our house. Um, also, paying people for that. I'm on this, like, why have I paid, spent money on courses and coaching? Like, Spend people on spend people spend money on people, everyone. That's nice. how you free up and get more done. Like I don't have to become better. I just need yes. Help. Uh, so I read the buy back your time. I guess I read it after I was already starting to do this again because I do these things in waves. But and it's just like so freeing because uh, listeners of the podcast know that I've been uh, doing some re remodeling in my mother's part of the house. And found boxes of boxes of boxes of boxes of things that have been left there for my grandmother, my grandfather, and like other things that nobody in the family wanted to like do anything about. In addition to just like straight up trash, right? So I found through this like weird cosmic something, I was looking at this like Visa Women's Business Grant. And I clicked on that and I was like, oh, I'm wondering who got this before clicked. And it was like this, this lady who has a business that helps people organize their houses. And I'm like, yes, nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, didn't think it I didn't think it existed in Norway. So I was like, and then I was just really, really doing it. Cause then I like texted my VA. I was like, set me up an appointment with this lady. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> And it happened and it's been awesome. So I just want a little tip from the frontier when um, there's too much in your family life and your business life, you can actually offload a lot of the personal stuff that is not as fun. Like I'd rather spend time on my business than going through old boxes. And we've talked about it before. It just feels more logical to spend money in your business, but spend money outside your business too it's uh if you have it of course and you have the opportunity to do that but um, yeah. i'd rather actually push code down at the bank than look through those boxes um so <laughs> that's what i'm doing um but yeah and also just like yes spend money on help is actually much more unlocks a lot more potential than um a lot of the courses and like because then it's just you have to be better 
while now it's like I don't have to be better. People can help me. <laughs> like just just being better also doesn't give you more time, right? So no, exactly. And it's the buy back your time, and then also a book called Four Thousand Weeks. I think I mentioned it before, where he kind of makes the case. It's a plot twist. It sounds it's sold as a productivity book, but then kind of the plot twist is maybe you just shouldn't be so productive. <laughs> <laughs> Because if you are productive, you just get more on your plate. So it's like it so yeah. then you then you never become you never have time to go to the mountains and sit and look at the trees because you'll just have to like if I just finish my to-do list, I can do that. And your to-do list is never, ever, ever, ever gonna be empty. So yes, that's very true. <laughs> yes. So those two books I highly um recommend for uh for some peace of mind, I guess, or some different perspectives. Yeah. Um but yeah. Um I'm very jealous about the uh microconf. Is there anything else you wanted to tell us from that? Uh share, I mean. No, I think that's no? it with the microconf recap. Yeah. 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 Cool. What, so what did you do while I was partying at Microconf? <laughs> I like I was on a boat and then I was on a cab. I'm no, just kidding. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I've been devrelling for Outsetta. Um, so I've been working with Framer, and that work is like coming to an end. And then we got a lot of support requests on Next by Vercel, which I have this like I just don't like them <laughs> at all, but. You know, when your customers are asking questions, you have to check it out. So I actually uh, checked out and ran my first Next project. Um, I think it was like a week ago or something and managed to help um, our customer. So I'm also working then on creating a Next demo, which is uh, cool. And then we, Jeff... And James went to Webflow conferences. So they had Webflow conference in London, New York, and San Francisco, I think. Yes. Um, and on the one in New York, Jeff kind of just got, somebody came up and I'm like, oh, we use Outsetta, you should come to our session. And he was like, okay. He went to their session and basically their session was like, how we built this amazing business using Outsetta. And like Outsetta is great and everybody should nice. use Outsetta. And Jeff was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he got a lot of like coming back from that. He was like, yes, you know. Um, and there's also been this, this thing where Webflow has been building their own membership software, but they're not building their own membership software anymore. Um, so they're going to lean on partners. So that all kind of uh, is coming together very nicely um, for us at Outside Ad. And also then it's easier to partner, of course, with them since they're not building a competitor to, to, what, we, to what we are making. And then we've also had some customers that have just like gone from zero to making a lot of money in a short amount of time. And that really shows um, for us since we take a percentage very tiny, but we do take a percentage of the um, money that is run throughout Seta. Um, so like seeing these business cases um, working out and also showing that the business model, I feel like the business model of Seta is working out. Like people coming on and using all the features and then running all their payments through, through us. It's like we can see that over time it actually stacks up. So that's kind of fun. 
Um, That's the best type of stuff, like being successful when your customers are su successful. <laughs> exactly. And also when they're that enthusiastic, enthusiastic about your product. I wish I'd been there because yes. it's like, it's fun to see somebody just like, you say, came up to him afterwards. I was just like, yeah, just like kept on being you know, super, uh, super excited um, about That's our product. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, it's also nice that customers do that, right? Because you do have customers who do get success who are like, yeah, of course, I use this tool and like all tools should just work, you know, and obviously they should. But it's very nice when people take the time to like tell you that they really enjoy your product. Like, yes, it, it yes. spreads joy and just and it's something I try to just remember in my everyday life now. I... I went to the Google offices in Oslo for the first time. So I tweeted this, that I went to a Google office for the first time. And I realized it sounded like I was going to be doing that more often. I have not gotten a job at Google. But my <laughs> friend works at Google and we had lunch there before going to the mountains. And the lunch was amazing. This is even the tiny Oslo office. And it lived up to um, all the hype that I've heard from Google offices. It was this like great chef that was making food. And I just like, on the way out, I was like, you know, the tacos were, you know, really good and like, thank you and stuff like that. And my, we were talking about that afterwards um, with my friend that's like, probably because having your own business, I don't know, or it's just like a personality thing, but like, he got so happy that I like, I said that and I meant it. And like, I was really happy because I got really good food and also like a really fun conversation. Like he told us about the food and then we bantered about something. And then on the way out, I was like, oh, and by the way, it was really good. And, you know, and she was like, yeah, yeah, maybe I should do more of that because she also saw like how happy, you know, and I'm just like joy all around. Like it, it works um, yeah. instead of thinking, oh, that was really good food, <laughs> which doesn't help anybody that you think that it was a good, that it was good, you know? So I also try to remember to like actually say this out loud and at the bank job, we're really good in our team to actually be appreciative of the other, what the other people do. Uh, and I find that it's really uh, helpful in our team because we have this one guy who's like, I'll put it into Jira for you. I know you don't like Jira. I'm like, thank you. That is awesome. <laughs> that is <laughs> awesome. So indeed, happy. Yes. That makes me so happy. <laughs> so it's like nice to just share, share the joy, I guess. I don't know. I'm getting sappy in older age, but I think it's, um, it's helpful in our day to just be a little yes totally uh it's, share it when you feel it yeah like appreciate people and appreciate people that help you and stuff like that yeah mm -hmm. so on my last note is just that we are um moving forward with our building public project um we have some really good leads um to work with so hopefully it will nice. all come to for it fruition we've decided to use astro um for Mixpod, which is the new project where you can make a mixtape of podcast episodes. Um, and we are like working through like how can this work with the workload we already have and also be beneficial to the people sponsoring the project. Because what I learned when we did Pruner Follows is that if you make it as a, like if we were going to make it more as a business, it would make sense to kind of build it fairly quickly while when you're doing it more for kind of educational and awareness and those kinds of things, um, spreading it out in time actually makes sense. 
So we're thinking about doing a regular bi-weekly stream and we're going to do it Saturday morning because Lillian wants to be a part of it. And we've realized that Thursday nights are just too hard on the family. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do it um, Saturday mornings for the regular stream. And then we'll kind of have experts on in between. So if the sponsoring tech has somebody that can help us utilize their tech, then they can come on at a time that works for them. And then from the live streams, we can then make audiograms or like videograms. I don't know if you call them videograms, but like snippets from yep. uh, from the shows. And then kind of, because we've been listening through some of the old data in the wild episodes and we can find like four or five snippets from each if we wanted to like if we took the time to make that many um so then we can make maybe five or more snippets from each episode or each stream and then then put that into the world in between the streaming times um and then suddenly making mix pod will probably take us three months if we do it in that that way um to like an m like a version that can be published and maybe do a product and launch and all of that just for fun um and it just felt good you like should actually <laughs> you should actually make it part of the streams and stuff like that product hunt yes yes preparing yeah, for that, that cool. setting setting up the stuff then posting it like like doing it the entire like the entire the, 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 the entire way i guess yeah, so that's also one of the things we've been like. Our first stream will be planning the project and being like, okay, what do we need to do first? Like, we need to test some things first because we, I mean, I'm not 100% sure we can make this, right? Hopefully yeah. we can. Otherwise, it will be very boring sponsoring <laughs> us and we'll have to pivot and do something else. But um, yeah, so planning and being like, okay, which things do we need to kind of validate works before we start thinking about? the user interface or like the UX and stuff Um, and then planning it all out and even including the, I hadn't thought about that, but even including that product hunt piece, then you get the full, get the full cycle. Right. And then maybe we could do like a 24 hour live stream while product hunt is going on. Something like that. Yeah. Why not? I think it would be fun. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. So I think, and also at this point, I think we'll just start even if we don't have all the sponsored lined up because we're not going to be needing a database until like the third stream or fourth stream because the first ones will be more experimenting. So we'll just kind of get this started and then hopefully we'll get um, some of these these sponsors landed. Um, yeah. So that's cool. Sounds exciting. Yeah. So I feel like things are, and I, I don't know, it's like, finally embracing slow and steady right (laughs) where it's like okay instead of trying to like do this massive thing all at once it's not good for me but also it's not really good for the like i realize it's not really good for the sponsors because like they can't we send them like 20 clips in like two weeks like what are they going to do with that like we all need time to to get this stuff out so yeah i've learned that less is more or whatever slow ends i don't know some kind of thing but it's like oh we can make this all work and like i can still you know i can do the outside of work and i can maybe work a little bit less at the bank but it can all work together um so because it's not super exciting working for enterprise but like the team the team is so nice i i just i really really like the team and we have so much fun and and 
And that's worth something like just going down, chatting with them for lunch and like having somewhere to go. It's been, um, yeah, it's been more, it's better for me. And I know yeah. Kim, you're listening. So thank you for being an amazing team member. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. My sappy, sappy me. <laughs> it's like, oh, people are so nice. No, it's, no but it is true. Like um, I would never have stayed this. My plan was like six months and we're almost at a year. So. Has it been a year already? Wow. In February, it's going to be a year, so not a full year. But okay, like, I can yeah, see that so. I'm there until February, at least. Nice. So, yeah. So that's mostly the team and how nice we are to each other. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Anything more on your end? No, I think that's it. Because um, you said that the infrastructure migration, but how was the visual workflow builder? Uh, yeah, it's making progress. Um, we got a first version up and running internally, and we're currently mm -hmm. polishing that very first simple version. And then we're planning to add more features to it. So I will probably sharing more in the next episode. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Determined. Determined. We are. We're making. Determined. <laughs> it's making progress, and it's going to be super cool. <sighs> I can't wait to battle test it. <laughs> oh, yes. I got to make these lines go in all kinds of directions. <laughs> <laughs> you can try. You can definitely try. Um, yeah, I must say, like, yeah. if anybody ever wants me to make a video for them, because I'm making two videos at the moment, like, if you don't want bug reports, like, please don't hire me. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want bug reports, please. <laughs> you want bug reports. It seems like I manage, like I'm like, oh, what if I do this? And it's like, no, just like, why can't you just do the straight up solution? You're just going to show the happy path. But like, I just, oh, well, you know, it's better if I do it like this. And it's like, oh, why doesn't that work? <laughs> <clears throat> like expected. <laughs> you know what? I might just enable the, the workflow thingy on your account and then... <laughs> see how you can break it let's talk yeah. about it after now screen. i promise now i promise to break things but it's a little annoying when making videos because it's like oh i'm gonna record yeah. it's like oh i can't record because now i found something and then it's like yeah but but yeah i'm related to that or actually i found that like trying to record like a small video showcasing a feature is a good way to test your feature um yes. Because suddenly you realize there that there are like small problems or small annoyances or even outright bugs that don't work that you don't realize like they don't happen or you don't you don't actually click on stuff or whatever while just doing some manual testing. But when you want to showcase it, you want to show the entire thing in proper order, smoothly, without any glitches. And when that's the task, like more stuff pops up than when you're just like aimlessly clicking around trying to break stuff yes and i also think it's because you at the same time tr explain that's the nature of the video right you explain what you're doing and then suddenly you're realizing that oh i usually like do three things here because it never works but i just do it and i don't even think about it but when you're yeah. like explaining it you're like yeah, and then I drew these weird things to to make it work. Uh, yep. 
that's not how it should be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. No, Good definitely point. a hot, hot tip, people. Uh, even if you're not gonna publish them, try to make a video of your features. Yes, highly recommend it. Highly recommend. I guess that's it. Yeah, that's it for this week. Um, see you around the interwebs. Yes.